welcome, and let your journey to soul expansion begin. I'm your host, Kristen Kaczynski. This show will take you on a journey of expansion, encouraging you to release the limitations of your mind and lean into the wisdom of your soul. Remembering who you are on a soul level will help you release your conditioning, expectations, limiting beliefs, fears, and worries, and evoke a life expanded by your energetic alignment. Whether you're an entrepreneur who wants to grow your income and impact, or someone who knows in your heart of hearts that you're made for more, this podcast will help you awaken the power that's already inside of you, allowing you to attract an easy flow of money, clients, opportunities, and fulfillment. In each episode, you'll learn something new, expand your consciousness, and you'll walk away with a glimpse of what's truly possible for you. If you're ready to follow your soul's calling and live a more expansive life, you're in the right place. Welcome, and let your journey to soul expansion begin. Okay, I'm really excited about this episode, and I actually have a member of my community who was like so happy I owned this word and I saw her share about it on her stories and she commented on my post. This was, you know, back in December of 2021 at the time I'm recording this. So I thought, hey, why not? I'm going to own this word again and I'm going to teach you how to do it and how to feel really good about it. And that word is lazy. Yes, I'm going to teach you how to be proud AF that you are a lazy entrepreneur. And I'm also going to teach you practical strategies for how to set up your business because it's not like an overnight transition, right? It's not like you decide one day, I'm going to be lazy. And then everything just happens to work out in the exact way that you want it to. <laughs> um, you know, there are some structures and and things that I have in place that have enabled me to be more lazy and enabled me to have more ease, more flow, a more relaxed energy about my business, which is what I truly desire. One of the reasons why I left corporate was because I hated workaholicism. I hated the idea of being trapped. I hated the idea of being on deadline on someone else's schedule. And so I've actually structured my business in such a way that every single day, except like client call days, and that doesn't really like, you know, I love client calls. Client calls are fun for me. So that doesn't bother me. But every single day, I get to choose what I want to do that day. And if I'm not feeling something, if I don't want to do something, It's not like anything's going to happen to my business. I'm not going to get behind. I'm not going to not be able to make sales. Like everything will be totally fine if I just do whatever I want every single day. And the funny thing is, I'm actually way more creative, way more, I guess you could say, productive when I give myself that freedom. So if you're that kind of creative, if you're that kind of lazy entrepreneur, here are some practical strategies for how you can shift your business model so that you it you actually thrive as a lazy person, right? Because I am of the belief that I don't want to change who I am if I don't have to, right? I never want to be in a position where I have to force myself to do something if it like really doesn't feel good for me. So I've taken measures, I've taken practical steps to allow my business to be the business of my dreams. And someone else might look at it and be like, wow, you like don't do much at all. Like you're lazy. Like you should be doing more. You should be on more platforms. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And I would just look at them and say, you know what? I'm lazy and I'm proud as fuck that I'm lazy because this is how I like to live. And I'm the boss of my business, just like you are the boss of your business. So if that's how you like to live, let's figure out how you can get there. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. So the first tip I have for you is actually get intentional about what you actually do. What do I mean by that? Okay. So I've noticed a pattern in myself and also in many of my clients, and I'm sure this may be true for you. I've noticed a pattern with online business owners that a lot of the times we think we're doing things that are, are you know, growing our business, but we're actually not. <laughs> a lot of times when we're doing things, we're just doing for the sake of doing. So what do I mean by that? We're not being quite as intentional as we could be. And sometimes we're just like on social media, like I don't know, engaging, quote unquote, engaging with people or DMing people or scrolling or watching stories. We're just like doing things and like our brain thinks that we're making progress, but in actuality, we could let go of that activity and nothing would change. Right. So I got really serious with myself and I started to notice, hey, I'm like really just on social media way too much and it's not it's not serving me. I know people say like, you need to be on it more, but the more I'm on it, like the, first of all, the less creative I feel, the more like down on myself I feel and the less I get done in my business. And these are not needle moving activities, right? I don't know who decided that commenting on 10 photos, 10 times per day was going to move the needle in your business. Maybe it does for some people, but for me, it's just a distraction. I would much rather attract clients with my content, hone in on, on my voice, you know, create, you know, additional things like this podcast to get my voice out there. Like those activities are so much more important to me than commenting, you know, just like a, a, a one sentence comment on 10 photos, 10 times per day or whatever it is. I forget what, what the quotas people are using these days because also I'm going to be real with you. I always check with myself before I do something. I'm like, okay, if someone randomly commented on my photo and it was just like, I could tell it was kind of like them hitting their quota for the day, would I even look at their profile? And the answer is a big fat fucking no, I would not. I don't care. I don't have time for that. Right. And so I just imagine, okay, if I'm like this, then there's got to be people like me who are in my audience, who are, who are in my energy, who also are like me, right? Like I just I just assume that I'm not like some crazy anomaly and that there's people out there who think the same way I think and who have the same attitudes towards things like random comments as I do. Same thing with DMs. I made a conscious choice that it was a complete waste of my time to DM people because when I receive DMs from random people that are not actually like dedicated followers who, you know, pay attention to the rest of my stuff and are there to learn, right? Like when I receive DMs from people who are there to sell to me, I just fucking ignore them or I like double tap and go about my day or, you know, maybe maybe I'll feel nice enough to send a response, but it's not like I have the space, time, or energy, or desire to keep up that relationship. Now, no hate on you if that works for you. You know, there are people out there who enjoy that. Like, that's the way that they sell. That's the way that they buy. And that works for some people. So no shade on that if that works for you. All I'm saying is, for me, it doesn't make sense to do it because I wouldn't buy that way. Right. So I made a conscious choice. Okay. It's a waste of my time for me to do it this way because I wouldn't buy that way. And if I wouldn't buy that way, then there's other people who wouldn't buy that way either. And so then I reflected on, okay, well, what should I do to sell? Like, what, what is, 
the intentional choice when I'm thinking about how I want to sell my programs that feels really good for me as a lazy as fuck entrepreneur. And you know what the answer was? Just posting on social media and creating this podcast along with the occasional guest speaking gig or, um, you know, being on someone else's podcast, you know, PR type things like those things feel really good because I love to talk in case you couldn't tell. (laughs) Um, and I love to write, I love to write captions. Um, not a big fan of, of writing emails. So you'll notice if you join my email list, um, it's a pretty chill situation. We don't like badger you with a bunch of emails. We kind of just, I think we, right now, at least at the time I'm recording this, we actually just, um, send people reminders that the podcast came out. So it's pretty chill. And then occasionally we'll send like a sales email. Um, but basically I just decided, okay, if, if it was absolutely guaranteed that I would get the clients doing the things that I love to do, because you know, what's, what's stopping me, right? Like nothing's stopping me from having that be my reality what were the things that I would actually like to do as a lazy entrepreneur? So get intentional and get clear. What, what do you actually want to do? Like, how do you want to sell? How do you want clients to find you? What feels energy giving to you? Like, what is something like it's actually fun for you to sit down and do, right? You're not doing it because you feel like you have to, but you're doing it because you want to. It's an energy giving activity. Creating content for social media and creating this podcast are energy giving activities for me. So I only choose to do those things and I choose to let that be enough. And that's what I do, right? (laughs) So an example of something that you may want to shift in your business is maybe up until now you've been doing launching and you thought that you had to do launching and it, it just is really exhausting. You don't love it. And you burn yourself out when you do it. And you really want to find a better way for you, not necessarily the best way on planet Earth, because I don't think that exists, but the best way for you to market and sell your programs. Sit down and ask yourself if I could just trust that, you know, two to three, maybe up to five things were enough, what would those two to three to five things be? And again, for me, it's like Instagram. And this podcast, and that's it. That's all I do. And the occasional collaboration or guest speaking gig. So once you know what you intentionally want to do, what's energy giving for you to do, what feels really good for you to do, what do you need to not do anymore? Because it's not actually lighting you up, right? You're only doing it for the sake of doing it, but it's not actually energy giving. It's not exciting for you. It doesn't feel good. And if you got rid of it, you could actually still conceive of a reality in which clients would be able to find you and pay you, right? So what I'm not talking about here is doing absolutely nothing and just expecting a client to like find your email address somewhere on the internet and somehow ask you to be their coach or whatever, right? Like we're not that, I don't know, we're not that detached from the doing, like we're still doing things, but we're doing things because we want to do them. And then we're trusting that that's enough. We're not doing more for the sake of doing more, thinking that that equates to more money, right? So it's getting really intentional about what you actually do and what you no longer want to do. So my second tip kind of goes along with the first one. It's choosing the marketing and sales strategies that feel low key or chill for you to maintain. So again, bringing it back to, back to launching, I can't tell you how many clients, and I used to launch, I used to launch every month. Oof, 
that was a rough time period in my business. But I can't tell you how many clients hire me like either during a launch or after a launch. And they're like, so I just launched and it was like the most painful, like unbearable experience of my life. I never want to do that again. How can I learn how to sell without launching? And I tell them, oh, that's cool. Let's talk about it, right? So choose the marketing and sales strategies that actually feel low-key or chill for you to maintain. Why choose a stressful strategy like launching if it is stressful for you when you could just have like an evergreen offer and talk about it in like your own way, in like a way that feels really good, right? Like there's no rule that says you have to do someone else's strategy if it actually like makes you hate your business. So that's tip number two. Choose the marketing and sales strategies that feel low-key or chill for you to maintain. All right. Third thing that I would recommend for all lazy entrepreneurs out there, outsource energy-sucking activities and evaluate what you can continue to let go of every quarter. So energy-sucking activities for me are you know, when a failed payment happens, following up with clients. So I actually worked really hard to come up with a system that feels good for me. And then I handed it off to my team and I will never look at it again, ever. (laughs) I refuse. Another energy sucking activity for me is scheduling client calls. I usually schedule maybe like one or two at the beginning of a contract just to like get it done, get it on my calendar. But then it's up to my team to make sure those get scheduled. I never want to look at that again. Uh, uploading Zoom videos for my clients if they want to watch the replay. I just refuse. I will never do that again in my entire business. I I just won't. (laughs) Um, What else? Uh, Creating Zoom links. I mean, I'll do that on occasion if it's easy, but like, I don't need to be doing that every single day. Um, Running the back end of my Kajabi portal. No, thank you. Someone else can do that, right? Like I know how to do every single thing I'm mentioning, but I don't want to do them. And yes, they need to get done, but I don't get a trophy if I do them all myself. And I believe I am worthy of having support. And so I outsource them. And I personally am of the belief that you should outsource before you're ready. And some people may disagree with me, but I think I waited way too long to outsource. And then it was like, as soon as I outsourced, I didn't, I was like so flustered because I had put so much on my own plate that I didn't even have the bandwidth to hand something off to someone else. So I would much rather you, if you're listening to this now and you're kind of like thinking about outsourcing, do it before you're ready. Because if you wait until the last minute, You may not even be able to hand off things in a timely fashion and then you're paying for someone to support you, but you're not ready to, to, you know, get them up to speed. And it's, it's hard. It's hard to transition. So I, you know, always encourage you, even if you hire a VA for like five hours per month, like something so small and they just like check your email and make sure everyone paid and make sure this and make sure that, like if they just have like a couple of checklist items that they start doing initially, like at the very least start with that, just so you can stop doing things that make you want to kill yourself. (laughs) Because I don't, I don't know. I'm not available for that. Okay. My next tip for you as a lazy entrepreneur, this takes a little time to get to, but I've, you know, been working with myself to get here and I'm at a really good rhythm now. So encourage yourself to get four to six weeks ahead on things that you outsource so you can hand things off on your schedule. 
So what does this mean? So for example, this podcast that I am recording right now, I'm going to get you some accurate information. So hold on while I pull it up. Okay. So my team said they needed it by December 30th. I'm recording it on December 7th. So I'm actually a little bit ahead. And then they're, they're not actually going to release it until February 10th. So my team is six weeks ahead. But not only that, I've been working to get myself like four-ish weeks ahead of where my team is. So that way I'm not in a situation where I'm in a time crunch and I feel stressed out and I have to force myself to work when I don't want to, right? So how do I do that? Well, I try to record like three-ish podcasts at a time and then I, I make sure I do that every single month. So right now, actually... Let's see. So we actually, so the episode after this, my team already has, I think it was a, uh, it was, it was an interview episode. So sometimes those get recorded and then we space them out and release them much later. Um, so when I am done recording this episode and I hand it off to my team, I won't owe them anything. Today's December 7th. I won't owe them anything until January 13th. That's when the next episode is due to my team. Doesn't that feel so spacious and yummy? Ooh, feels so good for me. So we're always evolving. We're always pivoting in business, right? And as I was reviewing toward the end of 2021, the direction that my business was going in, I started to realize that one of my signature programs, my signature group program, Divine Feminine Sales, which I'm sure you've heard of before if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, wasn't living up to the the new standard of my coaching. And so it needed a rebrand, it needed a revamp because it's no longer just about shifting into your divine feminine energy in order to attract soulmate clients. It's so much bigger than that. I've really honed in on the four things that have led to my fun, flowy, prosperous business, as you heard me talk about on a previous episode. And those four keys, those four cornerstones of my coaching are awakening, healing, aligned action and intentional manifestation. These four things have endlessly served me in growing my business without, you know, being in this hustle or struggling or suffering state, but being able to attract more and more income, more and more impact while also experiencing more and more joy, more and more fulfillment more and more, you know, excitement and celebration and being able to really treat myself like royalty all throughout the process of growing my business. And that's kind of like a radical thing to say, right? Like you get to treat yourself like royalty now. You don't have to wait until you make six figures or seven figures or whatever it is. Like I always say to myself now, one of my new mottos is I serve my clients best from an overflowing cup. So I have to make sure that I'm filling myself up so much that I'm like bursting with this overflowing ability to hold space and to serve and to educate and to be there for my clients. I can't do it. I refuse to do it from a state of not enough. I am just no longer available for that. And so with Divine Feminine Sales, what we're changing is we're with these four cornerstones of awakening, healing, aligned action, and intentional manifestation, we're actually taking that under the brand name Soul Expansion. So you guys know about Soul Expansion membership. Obviously, you know about the Soul Expansion podcast. Well, Divine Feminine Sales as part of our rebrand is going to be called Soul Expansion Coaching. So we're, of course, still putting the pieces in place in the back end. But for now, if you're interested in getting more support from me, 
You can still head to divinefemininesales.com and you'll notice that we're, we're starting to shift the branding there and then eventually we'll have a new URL for you. But um, what Soul Expansion Coaching is, is it's it actually includes everything inside Soul Expansion Membership, which is why we're bringing it all under one brand name. But it has even more support for me, even more access and a brand new 2.0 core curriculum all about the, the four cornerstones that have led me here. So the awakening, the healing, the aligned action, and the intentional manifestation. So we're expanding way, way, way beyond just shifting into your divine feminine energy and the strategic components that go along with it. And we're making it this program that will serve you anywhere from zero to, you know, consistent 10K months is kind of like the, the energy behind this program. But it could also serve you if you're making more than 10K, but you, you feel like you're in this state of, of having to work for it, having to hustle and struggle and force your way to get to your income goal. Um, you know, this program is really designed to allow you to bring in more ease, flow and alignment into your business, no matter where you're at in terms of income. So you can find out more at divinefemininesales.com. We'll have a new URL for you, you know, in a couple months when we finish the rebrand, but um, get signed up now because we're already dripping out the content. People are already loving the changes and we would love to see you inside. Again, it's divinefemininesales.com and let's get back to the show. So I like had some extra time today and I was like, okay, I'm just going to get everything that I need to get done through, you know, the end of the year. And then I won't have to even press record on a podcast until, you know, early January, which is great because it's December 7th. Now I don't have to stress about doing more before the holidays if I don't want to. If I get the inspiration, of course, I'll sit down and I'll record some, but I've created a system for myself and my team has their own system so that no one's ever rushed because, the rushing is not fun for me. I'm lazy. I don't want to have to record a podcast if I don't feel like it. I want to do it when I'm feeling really good and talkative and happy and when I have something interesting to say, right? Like I think the best podcasts happen when they come from inspiration. So you know, I really encourage you, if you can, figure out a way to get like four to six weeks ahead and batching is useful for that. Um, and for example, if you're going to start a podcast, here's a thought. If you're going to start something like a podcast or a YouTube channel where you you have the desire to be consistent every single week, why not get like 10 to 15 episodes or videos ahead before you even launch it? Because let me tell you, I launched a podcast before this one. I launched a different one in the health niche like a couple of years ago on my own. And it was so hard to get ahead when I just released like an episode as soon as I had it, it felt like I was constantly rushing, constantly hustling, constantly working. And I had a podcast editor. So it's not like I was even doing all the work myself. But with this podcast, I was super intentional. And I was like, you know what? I don't like this lifestyle of having to rush and get things done when I don't want to. So I'm going to be intentional and I'm going to create enough episodes at the beginning before we even launch so that I don't have to worry about getting behind and I don't have to worry about rushing. And I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. There have been maybe one or two times where I was up against a deadline for my team and I got it done but that's not my preferred state of being. So when that happens, and that happened earlier this week, <laughs> I'm being so honest right now. When that happens, I make sure to get myself right and I carve out time to get ahead again because I just don't like being in that state as a la lazy entrepreneur. So if you can, 
get ahead. All right. The other thing with outsourcing things, um, with a podcast, something like this where it's really important to be consistent, I I definitely, you know, force myself to get ahead like four to six weeks. But with something where it's, you know, it's not really, you don't have to have a strict deadline, but maybe your team does. So <laughs> with those sorts of things, my approach to that is I will always like all deadlines are at my discretion for everything except for the podcast, right? So like if someone needs me to approve of a new email funnel, I'm going to do that when I very well please and it's at my discretion and you know when I have the time and energy to sit down and do it, then I will do it. And if that means my my team can't do the next step for a couple weeks, that's on me and I'm not going to blame them for that. I'm not going to make them rush but I'm also not going to rush myself, right? So that's another energy that I take with outsourcing activities um, because, you know, I am the boss. So if something happens later, it's my own it's my own damn fault and I'm okay with that if it feels aligned for me to push it off to later. So that's something that um, you can also think about when it comes to outsourcing. But just do me a favor. Never like blame your team for something, right? Like that's so low vibe. And I actually have known entrepreneurs that do this where they like leave everything to the last minute and then they they get mad at their team when they're like, I can't do it in this time frame. Whoa. Okay. Your team is human beings, right? And they have boundaries. They have lives. They have you know, things that they want to do. And something that stuck with me from corporate was remembering if you're the boss, just remember that you're the person that they're going to talk about with their family at, at the end of the day, right? Like you're the person they're going to complain about if you're if you're making them do things that don't feel really good for everyone. But if you're really generous with them and you give them the same respect that you expect from them, then everyone's going to be happier and you're going to have a team that wants to stay around, right? Like you're going to have a team that's going to be there for you. So if you've been in this habit of like you're putting things off until the last minute and then you're expecting your team to get things done even faster than they said that they would, check yourself on that and see if you can start to be more generous with your team and realize, listen, if something's behind schedule because of you, then it's behind schedule because of you and it's not up to your team to try and fix that. And of course, we're all human. We're not perfect. Sometimes there are urgent things that need to get done. And this happens in my own business all the time. So full disclosure there. But, you know, start getting in the habit of um, of being the kind of boss that holds the same standards for herself as she does her team, right? Like if I hold certain standards for myself then and then I, I treat my team like crap, that's so out of integrity. I would never do that, right? So just start to check yourself on that, um, especially if you're a lazy entrepreneur. <laughs> Okay. So my next tip for lazy entrepreneurs everywhere is don't add more before you actually have the space and trust that that is perfectly okay. So especially in the online space, we are always encouraged to add another platform or build our email list or do this or do that or get more followers or try paid ads or la 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 la. Oh my God. It's like it's like a fire hose of things people want us to be doing. I posted recently on Instagram that, <laughs> and this is this was actually the inspiration for this podcast episode, but I think it was something like in an industry that wants you to, um, what, what, what was it exactly? Hold on. I'm going to put it on pause so I can find it. 
Okay. So it goes like this. This industry really wants you to work hard to feel worthy of clients. Too bad I'm lazy. Right. So that was like the post that inspired this episode. And then um, when one of my followers like really appreciated the fact that I called myself a lazy entrepreneur and owned it, that's when I was like, huh, maybe there's more lazy entrepreneurs out there who need this information. Right. So, you know, we're, we're overwhelmed with this like fire hose of things that People want us to do in order to be successful, in order to feel worthy of clients, in order to grow our business. And so it's actually quite radical to suggest that you can do less and that will be enough. I'm going to say that one more time. You can do less. You can wait to add more things to your plate and that will be enough and you will be provided for. So for me, I actually have to be really careful because there's parts of me that love to, you know, achieve and love to to go to the next level and do more things. And so I always have to be really honest with myself and look at my schedule, look at what's on my plate and see if there's even room based on my lazy entrepreneur lifestyle, see if there's even room for me to add it in. An example of this is you know, I flirted with the idea of adding a texting uh, list. And then I also flirted with the idea of adding a YouTube channel. And then I also flirted with the idea of getting back on TikTok. I had a different niche on TikTok, so I had to like delete it and then I was going to re-add it. Um, but I'm at this stage right now as of December 7th, where that feels overwhelming. I don't want to add any of those things in this exact moment. And I'm trusting that it's all going to be just fine. Like nothing is going to crash and burn. My growth is not going to be stunted because I haven't done those activities just yet. And then what I'm going to do, one of my plans is after I drip out soul expansion coaching, all of the new content for that program, then I will actually have the space to add in you know, like a YouTube or a TikTok or a this or a that, right? But I'm actively consciously choosing not to add something because I'm not ready for it. And I don't want to compromise my lifestyle in order to make it happen. Okay. My next tip for lazy entrepreneurs everywhere is to establish and actually maintain boundaries. So here's what I've learned about boundaries. No one knows your boundaries until you enforce them. So if you have boundaries in your mind, but you haven't enforced them, like even if they're, let's say they're written in your contracts, right? Like let's say you uh, have this, this goal of not working on Fridays and you have it written in your contracts. And yet every single Friday, you find yourself answering client messages or doing things for your team. And you just keep doing it. Why is that happening? Why are people disrespecting your I don't work Friday's boundaries? Because you haven't set the boundary. I used to think that you know, people would just know, like people should just know that I don't work Fridays. It's in my contract or, um, in my case, people should just know that I don't check client messages on the weekends. But like, here's the thing. If you, if you're a client and you message me on the weekend, awesome. I just set the expectation that I'm not going to respond till Monday. And then I don't actually respond until Monday. 
right? So where people get in trouble is they're like, oh, I don't work on weekends, but then somehow they're always working on weekends. And so then people get confused and they think that you work weekends and then you find yourself always working on weekends. You have to actually maintain your boundaries. You have to keep choosing over and over again that weekends are sacred and you are not going to answer client messages on the weekend. Otherwise, people will be disrespecting that boundary, except they're not going to know that they're disrespecting that boundary because you never did your job in enforcing it. (laughs) So that's what I've learned about boundaries. Um, A tip for this. So I have a really hard time maintaining boundaries around like social media or like ending the day, ending the workday because I, I work at home. So it's like easy to just keep working, right? The work is always there. So I create pattern interruptions in my day and I call these anchors. So pretty much every day, although I like having a fluid schedule, um, but pretty much every day I have three anchors to my day and they're at around 7 a.m., at around 12 or 1 p.m., and then at around like 4 or 5, sometimes 6 p.m. But lately it's been like closer to like 4 or 5 p.m. And these anchors are dedicated times where I do something to get out of my head, get out of the work, get out, get off my phone and to shift my energy into one of like play, pleasure, uh, abundance, whatever it is, right? I created this pattern interruption interruption for two reasons. Number one, I have really strong workaholic patterns. Not going to lie to you. It's hard for me to be in the rest and receiving mode. And it's easy for my patterns to kind of like take over and run the show. And like, even if like my unconscious is like, like, even if I'm conscious to the fact that I'm unconscious, sometimes it's so hard to stop the pattern when I'm in it. So I need something to interrupt the pattern that is sacred, that I always do every single day in order to allow me to feel good, to feel safe, um, you know, letting go of work, as crazy as that sounds, right? So one of my pattern interruptions is I have to leave the house every single day at least once even if it's just to walk the dog or go to a coffee shop or go to a workout class. That's one of my pattern interruptions. I usually do that one in the morning or if I'm like getting a coffee, it might be midday. Another one of my pattern interruptions is every morning I take some time for me to do whatever feels good for me before I start my work day. So I used to wake up and like be on social media and that was like, I would just like do that all day. And then I would get into this pattern of like constantly being on social media and not actually accomplishing anything. Um, and also not being intentional with my time and energy. So now I set myself up for success by filling up my cup first. And then I can be more intentional. The problem is if we don't fill up our cup first, then we get stuck in this unworthiness hustle pattern, right? So like I personally, maybe different for you, maybe you're really good at resting and receiving. But for me personally, I have to be really strict with myself and I have to force myself to fill up my cup first. Otherwise, my little unworthy patterns are going to be like, no, let me do more. Let me do more. Let me work all day. Let me get on social media. Let me see what this person's doing. Right. So (laughs) I just know myself and I know that I need pattern interruptions. Um, And when I'm interrupting a pattern, it could be a walk. It could be a meditation. It could be putting on some T-Swift and just dancing in my apartment. It could be stretching. It could be movement. It could be reading a book for pleasure. It could be uh, eating a meal, right? Like I used to not eat lunch like a crazy person, but now I have a dedicated lunch break and I actually sit. I eat my lunch. I don't worry about social media. I don't worry about what I could or should or have to be doing. I just enjoy my lunch. How crazy is that? 
So, um, you know, pattern interruptions can be a beautiful way to make sure that you're not getting trapped in hustle patterns when that's not your intention as a lazy entrepreneur. Okay. So my next tip for you is to decide what you are no longer available for and what's no longer true for you. So I am no longer available for being rushed in my business. I don't want to be rushed. I don't want to feel like time is running out. I don't want to feel like I have to do more right now. I want to feel like I get to do exactly what I want to do every single day. And that gets to be enough. I'm also no longer available for adding more to my plate in order to grow to, in order to grow my income. I have the belief that my income grows as I believe I'm worthy of more not based on what I'm doing, right? So decide what's no longer true for you. Maybe you've had this belief like, ooh, I can't, I can't grow to this next level of income until I grow my following a bit more. What if you just decided that was no longer true for you? What if you just decided that it was totally possible for your income to grow, even if your follower growth was kind of like stagnant or steady, but not you know viral or anything like that? And then my final tip for you, if you're a lazy entrepreneur, is to trust so deeply that you're worthy as fuck and like always and forever. You're, you've always been worthy. You will always be worthy. You forever will be worthy of anything you're asking for. And there's always something bigger working on your behalf. So this is something I think I may have mentioned in another episode that I recorded today um, that you may have listened to last week or the week before. But something I've been really you know, stepping into lately is I'll, I'll ask myself, okay, if I had already done enough today, how would I feel? Like if I, if I could trust that I've done enough, how would I feel right now? And it actually allows my system to relax. It allows me to let go of the tendency to do more. It allows me to be present and enjoy my evenings and enjoy my weekends and enjoy my random days off when I have like a wedding or a friend date or something, or if I'm at a workout class, right? So like, what if at the end of every work day, to help you disconnect from work, you asked yourself, what if I've already done enough? What if the rest wasn't up to me? What if there was something bigger supporting me in this and I could let go and enjoy the rest of my evening? How would I feel now? And just notice, notice if that helps your system relax. Notice if that helps you, you know, break away from work and really honor your own needs and fill up your cup first. So these were my lazy entrepreneur hacks. I hope you like them. Share your favorite with me or something that surprised you on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I'm at Kristen Kaczynski. And yeah, if you are wanting to connect deeper, definitely go follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. That's where I'm the most active. You may have heard in this episode, the two places where I spend my time and energy are this podcast and Instagram besides client work. So um, if you want more of me, that's where you'll find me on Instagram. I'm at Kristen Kaczynski. All right, guys. I'm so excited because this lazy entrepreneur is done with podcast recording for like a whole freaking like six weeks. How amazing is that? Okay. I love you so much. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. 
Thank you for honoring your soul's calling today and taking the time to listen to this episode of the Soul Expansion Podcast. If you have a question you'd like featured or have a topic idea, I would love to hear from you. Find me on Instagram at Kristen Kaczynski and send me a DM with your request. Remember, you are a truly limitless being. The limits you see now are only an illusion. Whatever it is that you desire, that's already yours. It already exists in the universe here and now. You simply have to awaken to what you already have. And I hope this episode brought you a little closer to that truth. If you love this episode and would like to give from your heart and appreciation, please take a few moments to screenshot it and tag me in your stories on Instagram or write a brief review on your favorite podcast platform. Your voice truly matters and your feedback helps to spread abundant expansion to a broader audience. And what a gift that is, right? Just think about how much abundance will come back to you if you help a friend experience their own soul expansion. And with that, I just want to say thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Kristen Kaczynski, and I love you.